everybody. Uh, I'm Vicki. I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we are telling on ourselves. Yeehaw, I hope that was okay. Um, And we don't sing on Zoom because it's just torture for all of us. So we don't do that. But today we have such, I am so excited to share um, my friend with the world today. So our uh, very special guest is uh, First Thought Wrong is the reason we finally got her on here. And it's really uh, along the lines of what our topic is going to be today as well, which is COVID and the holidays. And this is whether you're an alcoholic or just a normie and you're trying to navigate boundaries and all the scariness of COVID and the holidays, we figured this was really a very important topic to talk about. So um, I'll introduce our guest today. Her name is Carrie. And she and I met the first day of culinary school. And it's funny because I actually knew about her before I met her because I was working at a restaurant and both of her brothers were servers there. And I worked in the kitchen and they would come back and hang out at my table, you know, and, and when they were hiding from the front room front of house and they're like man my sister's starting culinary school too in january you all would get along so well and they're like you've got to find her you got to find her and the first day of school we had like our little orientation and you know how you're nervous it's like first grade i swear it's like you don't really know anybody and you're scoping people out to try to find the cool people and make sure you're sitting in the cool desk because that'll be the one that you have for the rest of your life and this woman walks in and she said are you lynn and that's how our that's how our friendship started and we have maintained this amazing friendship for 25 years, I think. Um, we went our separate ways after we graduated culinary school, but we've always um, stayed really close with visits. We are a true testament to if you want to stay close to somebody, it just takes a little bit of effort. And this was well before, you know, social media or even emailing. We would make a point of seeing each other a couple times a year and, you know, wearing our phones out. And she's helped me through some really tough, times and she's seen some of the good she's seen a lot of the bad and she has stuck by my side and she really is like I'm gonna start crying she's like a sister to me she is my family and I love her so much I'm just so glad that she enjoys our podcast because she is one of the OGs um, for our supporters and it's just fantastic to have you today and with that Carrie would you like to share a first thought wrong well thank you so much you're gonna make me cry um (laughs) Yeah, Lynn is now affectionately anti-Lynn because, you know, my seven-year-old daughter pretty much thinks that she hung the moon. So (laughs) she will will now be anti-Lynn for life. (laughs) Um, So Lynn was talking about today's topic and I said, oh boy, I think I have a really good first thought wrong. Um, I have a lot of thoughts wrong, but I have a good one. Um, So thank you guys for having me. I love listening to you. First of all, I listen to you. Um, sometimes I binge and listen to three or four episodes at once. And then sometimes I only get one in there, but, um, I love listening to you guys. I find it, uh, I don't know. I find it very motivating and rewarding and also calming. Um, when I first met Vicki, I was like, you know, I love your voice. And she said, Oh, I think I have a very Midwestern, you know, voice. And I'm like, you know what? There's just something about it. It's very calming and I enjoy it. So when you guys get your NPR on, that's when I really like it. (laughs) So first off, uh, I will just give you a tiny bit of background. I love to cook and host and have people in my home. I love to have dinner parties, uh, intimate or huge. I like to have big parties always. My wife and I both do. And so quarantine has been a little tough. And so I've been able to have some small celebrations outside with friends. 
And so Halloween, we normally have a huge Halloween party and we weren't able to do that this year. So we had some friends outside sitting by the fire. We were distanced and most of us had our masks on. And I jokingly said to one of my friends, to my group of friends, I said, is this what Christmas is going to be like? Are we going to be sitting out in the driveway shivering with a fire? And one of my friends said, well, I'm going to let people in my house. And it just stung. Uh, My hostess heart felt very broken. I thought, oh my gosh, this is, how can that be? Uh, Talk about taking things too personally. I'm still stinging from it. And it was weeks ago. Uh, So my first thought wrong was, you know, you have to like manage your own expectations and you have to manage your own priorities with for your own family. And it, I, you know, I definitely um, understand where everyone comes from different places in terms of COVID and gathering. But um, I, my first thought wrong was I'm a hostess. I, I have blankets for you. I have fire pits. I have, you know, hot cider, you know? And so I just felt like, I needed to like overcompensate or something and make it right for everybody. So there you go, ladies. First thought wrong. It's a big one. So you were like kind of hurt. You were thinking it was like a dig at the fact that on Halloween, you have everybody outside. Like you didn't invite everybody in. You kind of felt like it was like a passive aggressive, like, oh, well, I'm going to let people in my house. Like that. Yeah, it totally felt like that. It, it sounded like that. I yeah, mean, kind of like, I think I would have had the same first thought wrong. I would have been right there with you. Yeah, it did. It really dug at me. I really, um, and, and you know, when I think back about it, I don't actually know if that's how it was intended, but it just, you know, when you hit it, when you hear that, it just, you know, it just hit me, especially like, you know, I consider myself a low rent Martha Stewart and, you know, what would Martha do? <laughs> You know, build a heated bar Martha would tell Martha would say, "Well, good. Then let's go to your house." <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I'm going to say: is that you, I have to tell you guys, I was lucky enough to um, be at this gigantic, amazing Halloween party that they had um, for the first time. Not obviously not this year, but last year, and Lynn brought me and. Holy cow. When she says she's a hostess, she is a hostess. I mean, talk about attention to detail. I think you can compete with Disney. Like your (laughs) ability to have even the littlest thing in place that makes sense for the party is so cool. And and I just loved it. It was so much fun. I felt comfortable. It was uh, just the best part was when they gave away these cool prizes, these booby prizes or whatever it was, but they made up these, like the funniest thing, Carrie, you're a hoot. And, um, I just love that you guys have that tradition. So, um, I have no doubt that when we're done with all this nonsense, uh, you're going to be right back at it. Oh, I will. And thank you. Yes, I definitely will. I, I'm looking forward to hosting many, many events. I'm an extrovert. I need my friends. I need hugs. I need to cook for people. I need it. You know, it's funny you say that, Carrie. You need the hugs. You need the that 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 human connection. And it it's been so hard for all of us to reconfigure 
our lives during the pandemic and try to be responsible. And I say this for myself, trying to be responsible, but still not going insane, you know, having the connection and especially like not being able to see Jane, like I wanted to do those first three months, when I couldn't hug her was torture for me. And, um, to have, um, unmanaged expectations for the holidays. I think you'd be crazy if you didn't. And I think it's okay for us to admit that we're human and we want what we've always had because to us and the holidays, that's kind of like saying, this is who I am and where I am in this world. This is my place in the world. And suddenly you're telling me not to do it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It feels, it does feel really disjointed and it's hard. And I've definitely had to, um, you know, while I'm trying to manage things to make them lovely and pleasant and beautiful for my daughter, but our kids, you know, they're sensing, they sense our anxiety about things. And so I feel like, you know, you have to manage, um, you have to manage the expectations of, uh, your whole family, but you also have to really watch how you respond to things because, you know, you don't want, um, you know, I don't want her to think any differently. I mean, you know, we made Halloween super fun and outside and safe. Um, and, you know, we're trying to do different things, new traditions. That's what I thought of is that this is the time that I have time now to do new traditions. So one of the things I'm doing um, as a new tradition is I did online pickup for Michael's and I bought a bunch of ornament crafts. And I thought, you know, my daughter and I are going to sit together and make ornaments and, I can't think of anything better and fun. And I, something I used to do with my mom. And so I thought this, a new tradition is born and, you know, we can, we can redefine things the way we want to, we don't have to follow the script. You know, for some of us, it's probably great that we don't have to do Thanksgiving the way we always have. Um, so, you know, here's your chance. I remember at the very beginning of the quarantine, you ladies were talking about um, what you want to bring back after, you know, so Mm -hmm. let's say you've let go of something that you can't do because of quarantine or because of COVID-19. And you talked about what's important to bring back. And I think that's what this holiday season, it gives us a chance to do. Wow. Thanks, Carrie. That's a, that, that is, I'm kind of just processing all of that and, and how we do kind of recalibrate what's important in our lives. Well, and I was thinking the exact same thing when you were talking about the new traditions. This is an opportunity to to change the change the lens that we're looking at um, what it's supposed to be like, and maybe that's a good thing, and and maybe not. But I think um, because I like change a little bit, and and Chelsea will tell you it's because I'm a P, I'm an INFP introvert with like some perceiving thing. I like to have all kinds of different options. But I, I like this opportunity. What I really like is the opportunity to get close with my two kids and kind of just, I don't know, just just be together in a different way. And, um, and you know, I tend to get a lot of anxiety around the holidays because um, it was never safe. The holidays always started out ugly in my home. You know, we would fight, not here, not with my kids, but when I was growing up, there was always a huge fight. And I mean, I remember one Thanksgiving, this is kind of funny, but also it was really stressful. And um, my mom and dad got into a fight. My dad was drinking at the time. I was pretty little. So I had to have been like under seven, but we had a big pot of oatmeal 
that she made for everybody because she was cooking. And she was mad at my dad and she took the pot of oatmeal and threw it at him. And it was all over the kitchen floor. And my mom went upstairs and locked herself in the bathroom. And my dad got in the car and took off. And I was just there with this pot. Uh, And and there were two baby twins, right? My mom just had twins. So it was insane, you know? And I remember I called Grammy Pat because Grammy Pat was still living here and she came over and me and her cleaned it up. But like, so for me, having this more peaceful, quiet, (laughs) I mean, it's not like that anymore. It's gotten so much better at my parents' house. My dad's in recovery. I'm in recovery, like blah, blah, blah. But Memories, uh, I get, I still get anxiety. I, I think I have PTSD over oatmeal on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I would imagine you do. Jeez. <laughs> wow. That's like such a funny story, Vicki, to be honest. Cause I can't, I, in, in my mind, I'm thinking like when Dave and I have kids, I'm like, I could totally see me doing something like that. And I'm like, but it's okay. Cause Vicki turned out okay. So I'm sure my kids will be fine. They'll be a little scarred, but they'll work through all of their issues. They'll become alcoholics, but then they'll get sober and then they'll be great. Just like Vicki. So it's okay. You can do a lot of damage and your kids can still turn out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my holidays when I was growing up was always a nightmare. You just never, I, you never knew what you were going to get. He was going to be mad. What was going to happen? What blowout was going to happen? So it was always on eggshells. So to be as an adult and me be able to create a holiday of what I'd always envisioned, whether it was on TV or other families. Um, God, it, when I finally figured out that I could do what I wanted and I didn't have to follow those old scripts anymore, it completely changed my life. And and so we were talking about Thanksgiving this year before. Um, I don't have to do anything this year. It's the first time as an adult that I'm either not working or cooking for somebody. And I'm going to stay home and just like order a pizza and stay in bed all day and watch Netflix. And I can't tell you how excited I am about that. And I'm okay with it because I don't have any expectations set for what I should be doing. And that's taken a long time and a lot of years for me to be okay with. Well, you're doing what Vicki said, uh, which is look at it like an opportunity, or actually what Carrie said, look at it like an opportunity, you know, for whatever it is. If, if, you're oppor- if you want to establish new traditions or you just want to do nothing, it's like an opportunity for you to have whatever you need on that day. I know I feel like I've received a little bit of criticism because for Thanksgiving, you know, I'm getting on an airplane and I'm going to North Carolina and people think I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> um, but that's that's what my family's decided we want to do and what we're comfortable with. Um, it is different. It is outside of our tradition because we never go anywhere, but my brother lives in another state. And then for Christmas, I'm, I'm excited. We're not doing anything for Christmas. So Dave and I, I'm actually going to get a Christmas tree on my own. It will be the first time in my entire life that I'm going to go get a Christmas tree. I said, Dave, I want to spru- I want to feel like it's Christmas, even though we're not, it's not going to feel like it's Christmas. I want a tree. I want to put ornaments on it. I want to put some lights up. And I've never done that. I've never come home and to an apartment that like had a Christmas tree for my, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm an adult because I'm getting my, uh, like my own Christmas tree, but it's going to be a new tradition. I think like I'm excited for it. I love it. Um, speaking of this and what we, the whole topic of this is what are we going to do if we are faced with uh, family or friends that have different ideas of their boundaries and safety in the holidays? Um, I'm thinking about how I, I struggle daily with um, what kind of interaction is safe for me. 
And, you know, it's, it's, it's constantly moving. Like right now, our state is in tier three because we're having 12,000 cases a day. That's terrifying on any level for me. And it's not just because I might get sick. It's all the people that I might affect. And it's not just if I make somebody sick, but if I'm sick and out of work, the people at work are screwed because I cook for them. So there's so much of a ripple effect with this. You know, it's not just your personal safety. Um, and that, that to me is what's so sobering about this and what can get to be overwhelming for people, I think. Well, I think part of me thinks that it's a good reset for all of us, right? Like, or a good opportunity for all of us at once to try and be more patient. We just recorded patience and tolerance, but try to be more patient with each other and our own decisions and that whole concept of living and let living. Like it's your call. And I have to try to be respectful of other people's opinions and what they want to do and, and understand that it's about them and their safety and their security and what makes sense for them and their family and try not to judge. And I think that, um, if I get caught in this place of like, well, this is what we have to do and this is what we're supposed to do, then I'm going to be miserable and I'm not going to enjoy it. So I want to try and enjoy what I have when I have it because quite honestly, who knows what's going to happen? We just don't. Well, and I've had to stay in that mindset too, Vicki, because I'm somebody who really enjoys like novelty and tradition. Like it's part of being a cancer, I think for me and kind of like knowing what to expect. And so having a Christmas or a Thanksgiving this year where I don't see my whole family, but like you said, I agree. It's live and let live. It gives me an opportunity to practice playing the tape in my mind of it's one year. It is not the rest of our lives. Well, we don't know that, but we have to take it one day at a time and it's out of my control really at the end of the day. And it's a good practice and like letting that go and letting people make their own decisions. And I, I like that feeling because that's a new behavior for me. So when I consciously am aware that I'm letting people, you know, do what they need to do and I'm doing what I need to do, I feel good. I feel like that's growth and that's maturity. I'm like, okay, I can be proud of that. And it's going to, it's going to be okay. We're all going to be okay. It's not the end of the world. If we all don't get together on Christmas, it's not going to end the world. If we get together and we all get sick. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, like Harry, I have a question for you. Um, you have a little one and you have family out of state, just like I do. What are you doing? You know, we are staying in. My dad is, um, lives in Kentucky as the most of my extended family does. And, um, he's, he's a little bit sick right now. So he's not, not from COVID, but, um, just, you know, he's a type one diabetic and he's struggling with some things. And so I feel, um, like it just wouldn't be safe. I don't want to expose him to anything. Um, you know, I know kids can be asymptomatic and I just, I just don't want to risk it. So, um, so we're staying here and for Thanksgiving and for Christmas, what we normally do is we sort of alternate Thanksgiving at each other's houses. Um, I cook wherever I am. I cook if I'm there. I cook if I'm here. Um, but I enjoy it. It's something I love to do. Um, and uh, so we are going to have Thanksgiving um, with our immediate family. So Jane and Tab and I, and we are debating. Uh, there's a family of four that lives here in town that we've had Thanksgiving with every time we're in town. And we're considering doing a, um, you know, putting two tables out and masking up when they're in the house, not sitting at the same table, which is a little weird, but we're considering it and then having a shortened version and then some outside time with the kids so they can run around. Um, 
And then Christmas will be, again, a little different. Um, my faith is a big part of the holidays for me. And um, so, you know, this year our our church will be on Zoom as it has been. And uh, it it does it does hurt my heart a little bit to not see um, that family, my church family. Um, but it, I, I like Bree said, you know, it's one year and we can make, we can make changes and adjustments, um, to manage that. And so I think we just have to, um, I just have to think about the things that I can make fun, you know, here at the house and fun for, um, for our family and, um, and keep a sense of, you know, balance. And, um, but I, I wanted to touch on something that, um, Vicki said, and I get your, uh, the, the challenge of the holidays and the, you know, that kind of hustle and bustle. Um, so I actually, I kind of love that. Like I get a charge from it. And I think, um, cause I'm an ENFP, uh, <laughs> but I really do get a charge from the experience of the hustle and bustle and the seeing different people and going to people's houses and just all those things. And so, you know, uh, again, it's just checking my own expectations and, uh, knowing that, my daughter and wife really do enjoy simple things and simple pleasures. And so we can make things magical here. Um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is how we respond to people. So some of us might have that um, pushy family member or pushy friend that is like, why aren't you doing this? Or why are you doing it this way? Why are you traveling? Or why are you not traveling? Whatever it is. Um, sometimes I think we have to like, practice in our own mind, what we would say, how we would apply those boundaries. Um, there's a, there's a person I really like and follow, um, Melissa Urban. She's, um, she actually wrote a book called the whole 30, but I, uh, follow her on Instagram and I love her. Uh, she's in recovery and, uh, she, uh, truly is, is a bad bitch. I don't know. I, I know you guys have a good rating, so I can say that. Right. Yep. Um, <laughs> I, I love her. So one of the things that she's been doing on her Instagram is she's very good at setting boundaries. Melissa is. She's a pro at it. It's her jam. She loves it. So she has people writing questions about how to deal with their pushy aunt or grandma or, or cousin or friend during the holidays and what their expectations are. And she basically answers them. So she'll say, oh, my in-laws just showed up at my door, even though we told them not to. And she says, you know what? You send your spouse to the door and you say, hey, we're not gathering this year. We look forward to seeing you, you know, in a few months. And we're happy to do a Zoom call or a phone call. But basically, she just lays out some really clear boundaries. And um, if you haven't, uh, she's got the great Instagram with uh, those boundaries on it. Um, and I just kind of love that. So I think that's another thing is to sort of practice that, if that makes sense, like, you know, oh, I'm worried that so-and-so is going to ask me about why I'm going to on a plane or why I'm not going on a plane. Then maybe it's, hey, here's some ideas that you can think of before you respond. You know, planning. Well, yeah, preparing. I mean, with boundaries and, you know, that awkward time of trying to do it uncomfortably, but we get this opportunity to try to say, Hey, listen, this is just our choice. I still love you. Like to lovingly say, to lovingly stand in our own truth and what's good for us and to 
accept and and here's the here's the hard part i think sometimes for me is also accepting somebody else's truth being different than mine like accepting if they're mad at me for being like this accepting that comment on halloween oh well they're allowed to come in my house you know accepting that they're allowed to have that opinion too you know and um i'm just going to try and grow my muscle of being understanding but also saying what i mean and meaning what i say and and that is like i think actually for me with my teenagers to be able to show them that I can be uncomfortable and it can be okay and that it doesn't have to be perfect and that I don't have to say it right and that it is hard and that I can be like, this is kind of hard for me. And, and, and just admit that it's, we don't know what's happening. It's like that Brene Brown thing, Lynn, you brought up that one time, first time. This is the first time we've ever had to deal with this. Um, thank you, Vicki. Go ahead, Brie. Oh, I was, I mean, I was just going to say, and if you, if you have the need to need to see people or talk to people because it is the holidays and it's already a difficult time of year for people in recovery and especially maybe like new sobriety, like hold yourself accountable to set up a time to Skype or Skype, FaceTime or (laughs) Skype even around anymore. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Zoom, you know, hold yourself accountable to make sure. Yeah, that was the thing back in the day. Get on Skype. Um, so yeah, just you know, not to negate the fact also that you still need the connection. And there probably are a lot of people if their families don't want to do anything, it might mean they're absolutely alone on the holidays. And unlike Lynn, that might be something very scary for them is having to order a pizza alone by themselves. And so we got to watch out for our community too. And if we know some of those people or like our, like our single sober gals or boys or whatever to make sure we're reaching out and asking them, hey, what are you doing on Thanksgiving? You want to FaceTime for 10 minutes in the morning? You know, I think we can't, we got to respect other people's boundaries, but also realize that some people are going to be alone and it's going to be hard for them. Right. And I'll, I'll give you a caveat with that. Brie, and this is for anyone, even though I'm really looking forward to being alone on Thanksgiving on Thursday, I am absolutely available if somebody wants to FaceTime or Zoom because I'm unique in that um, it's for me a little bit of break from the normal. So if if you need anything, you can always holler. I'm not going to like shut down all systems of communication and not be available. Um, If I can add a couple of things about what Carrie said real quick. One thing that she said, and it's while she was talking, and that's why I love it. She said, we need to, and she said, I need to. And that is so important. It's like you only need to worry about what's important for you and your family, your clo- your pod, your your close posse. What everybody else said, and Vicky reiterated this, what everybody else does or thinks or wants to do, that's their thing. And if we can just worry about what we need for ourselves and use the I, it's going to make it a lot easier. So then you're not living in that anxiety of what am I going to do if, what am I going to do if, because it's brilliant to think about practice responses. You're going to have a practice response. Like if somebody's trying to guilt you out, you don't need to explain other than this is what I need to do for my family. That's it. And, and to give yourself permission to own that and just, you don't need to give anything else. Amen. That's all I, got. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you, Carrie. How would, how would, because I don't under, you know, like I'm on to learn from you what I can do with my friends that do like that, like hustle and bustle. What can I do for them to support them in this time virtually? Like, what can I do? 
Yeah. I mean, I think, um, well, I think Lynn touched on it. I think like, and Brie, you know, like, you know, reaching out and, you know, I, I do get very filled up by, um, a phone call or FaceTime. I mean, you know, Lynn and I can have a 30 minute call and that can, that can last me a week of, uh, (laughs) so I just, uh, you know, you, you just have, I think, yeah, I think Brie said it best. You got to reach out and, um, and it can be virtual and it can be, you know, the way that is the most comfortable for you. Um, and it might be like, you know, take a hike outside or, or be, um, you know, be, be in nature and have that moment. Um, okay. I'm very sorry. My family is not respecting my, uh, my zoom time. Uh, I know that we can edit. My wife is absolutely crazy. I mean, Lynn knows this. Uh, she just came home from Home Depot to buy some random stuff and we have Christmas unicorns now. So <laughs> put them oh, right next to the, the 60 foot skeletons that everybody has, you know, the Christmas <laughs> unicorns and the 50 foot skeletons. Yeah. We are that, we are that house. I mean, we do have an inflatable Christmas unicorn in our front yard at Yay. Christmas, you know, that right when the skeletons come down, minty, the unicorn goes up. So, you know, but <laughs> I digress. No, but I think (laughs) reaching out is important and finding the right way to do it. And, um, and I think especially, uh, I like what Bree said, you know, people that are, are struggling in whatever it is, uh, newly sober, um, struggling with family issues, struggling with, you know, uh, being alone, you know? Um, so I think that's, I think that's important also because it, it puts the focus outside of you. And I think sometimes, uh, you know, being of service is sort of the best mood booster and stabilizer that, that you can have. And so, uh, I like the idea of, you know, like we're going to bring our neighbor Thanksgiving dinner. She's, um, and we bring her food all the time, but she is, uh, she's in her seventies. She's not going to go to her traditional big group Thanksgiving. I did ask her if she wanted to come socially distance and sit at the table and she's not comfortable, but you know, you better believe I'm bringing her some food. And, um, you know, I just, I like the idea of just, you know, you got to get creative and share the love in different ways. And that's kind of a fun challenge for us. I think the challenge should be like, everybody should pick one person. If we all just pick one person that we can help in that situation this year that we think about and serve each other. I mean, that would, if we all did it, think about it. So many people wouldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. So true. That's so true. I love here, that. Here. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to do some golden nuggets? Because I just oh. got a, I just got a beautiful one. Oh, Carrie, do it. Carrie, you just said it. Share the love in different ways. I don't know what else I need to say about the holidays. Share the love in different ways. Awesome. I like that one too. And I just like the idea of looking at it as an opportunity to do something new and do something different, but to make the best out of it. And like what you said, Carrie, like not make, like that's the point of the holidays anyways, isn't it? Is to be giving and to not make it about you anyways. So really this will be a great year to practice that, you know, don't, you know, we have a whole bunch of more time to think about how we can be there for other people. So Oh, and I like what you said about the boundaries. I'm going to go look up that. um, And I did the whole 30 in January. So I know who you're talking about. And I'm going to go check out her. Can we have that that link in our show notes too? For the boundaries. Yes. Yeah. 
she did a great one on boundaries. I love the managing expectations, you know, and, and I can put that to managing my expectations and, and, and understanding that everybody else is doing their own. So thank you for that piece of advice, Carrie. You had lots of good nuggets. I mean, I am so grateful that you were here and, and to share with us and, and reminding us about service and, and just how important, uh, being there for each other really is, even if it's in a different way. Thank you guys so much for having me. I, I feel like I'm on a, it's a weird uh, thing to be on a show that you listen to. It's like a, you know, I feel like I'm talking to some celebrities that I listen to. <laughs> well, Carrie, we, we normally do questions for our guests, but they're in the program, but I still have two questions for you because they're not all Later. program related if you're ready. And um, my ready. first one is, what is your favorite curse word? Oh, you know, you could probably ask my daughter, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and here's the the very difficult one. What is your favorite food? Oh gosh, you know, um, I'm oddly excited by gravy. Uh, that is uh, that is what I I love to make it. I make really good gravy. I can pat myself on the back. Uh, yes, I love you it. Do. It needs All to be right. mashed potatoes, but yeah, I, you know, the holidays, you know, a little bit of gravy. Uh, in oh, I can eat gravy with a spoon. I'm on board with you with that. Amen. It doesn't need to, it doesn't need to be on top of something. We're good Kentucky uh, girls. <laughs> I, I always tell people when they ask me when I learned to cook, I remember being like six years old. My dad teaching me how to make sausage gravy. That was like making a roux with the sausage grease and the flour and the cast iron skillet. I have such a vivid visual of him showing me how to do that. And I was barely even tall enough to stir the spoon on, you know, that was on the stove, but yeah, gravy is in my DNA for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a dad joke. (laughs) I have a dad joke too. I know I'm hogging time, but I'm so excited about this one. And it came to me this morning and I would love to share it if you don't mind. Yes. I love dad jokes. (laughs) All right. A neutron walked into a bar and asked if he could have a drink. And the bartender said, sure. And the neutron said, how much? And the bartender said, no charge. You're a neutron. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Love that. Oh, man. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Please check out our, and thank you, Carrie, for being here. Thank, thank you so you. much. Um, if, please check out our Patreon. We have a $1 option for a $1 hauler, or we have a $3 um, holler and swag option. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening and donating so much. The link for that will be in our show notes, uh, like review, subscribe, share all the good stuff. And we hope you have a very happy, happy Thanksgiving, whatever that looks like for you. Be kind to yourself and others. Hey, Vicki, don't you have a gift idea for people if they want to order something online that might be associated with you? Oh, you mean some of my my new addiction? Um, no, yes. no, not not the new addiction, like your work stuff. Oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I I was going to give it as a gift for free for thank you for for listening. I wrote a book called A Woman's Path to Joyful Selling, and really, it's not just about joyful selling; it's about finding balance in your work life and your um, and having fun, right? Because I think we all get caught up in this glorification of busy. And, um, and it's a great little ebook and I will put the show link in it so you guys can download it for free and read some of the method to my 
weird madness. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Try out. Try out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.